Friday edition of Ringside Ramblings. I'm your host, Sam Kill, the Wrestling Connoisseur. And oh man, we got the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend. Anybody excited for this? Let me tell you, one person who is not excited would be me. I used to love the Royal Rumble, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but I don't I don't get excited for the Rumble the way I used to. And uh kind of sucks for me i'll tell you uh my two favorite pay-per-views were always uh the royal rumble and survivor series and uh i know two of the biggest gimmicky pay-per-views it could possibly be and i think a lot of people probably felt the same way at least people from my generation anyway uh back back in the day growing up you know the royal rumble it is what it is Except back in the day, that was your main focus. You know, it didn't. You didn't have to have a title match for the Royal Rumble. You didn't have to have all these other things. You had like a few undercard matches, and then it was the Royal Rumble was the big deal. You know, they would build toward it with drawing your number, and that would make a big deal. Like nobody wanted to enter as number one nobody you know and now nowadays like you get people going i want to be number one because i want to be everybody and da, da, da. back in the day it was always like you wanted to be number 30 you wanted to be as low down as you could be because you enter first and you don't have a chance at winning anymore they play it all up because they've done it so many times like there has not been that many royal rumbles to, to be like, number one doesn't have a chance. Because number one has won before. Number two's won before. So, like, it, the Royal Rumble's only been, been around, like, since, I believe, 88? 1988? Maybe 1989? Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more as we talk here. But, yeah, the Royal Rumble was one of my favorites. Survivor Series was my favorite. Um, you know, the four on four or five on five matches. That was the entire show, by the way. It wasn't just uh one one match. It was the entire show were teams, and that was always fun because everybody, you know, the your biggest feuds were your team captains. And so your team captains would go and they would fill in everything else with with you know the minor feuds or um what have you those were always super fun and then it changed they they quit making it every match and not all of the survivor series matches 
uh, were, were great. You know, they, some of them were just filler, but it was fun. Like you'd have one team, like maybe just carry the whole thing away. You might have one guy out of all eight or 10 men that, that meant something. There was like the crazy tag team survivor matches some years where you'd have like the faces versus the heels and there was like a, a, just a shit ton of guys on both sides. Anyway, Royal Rumble. I don't know, I don't know when they started defending the the big titles at the Rumble. Like the one that the first one that comes to memory was really like uh, Warrior versus Sergeant Slaughter, I think. I mean, they might have done title matches at the other ones too. But the, like I said, I don't really recall because that wasn't the main event. The main event was the Rumble itself. Nowadays, it's totally different. Uh, the Rumbles kind of like don't matter. Because it's all about the winner. Like the winner gets a shot at WrestleMania. So WrestleMania really like overshadows the Royal Rumble because who wins it matters for WrestleMania. And that kind of kills the mystique of the Rumble itself too. The old winners did not get a title shot. Like, I don't know what they got. They got the prestige, I guess. But a lot of times the champions won. Or the person that was going to be, you know, uh, champion in the future won. So... I don't think it really started getting a title shot until after uh, I think Ric Flair won the title at the Rumble. And then shortly thereafter, it seems like they might have started getting the title shots. I'm not sure. But I think that's when the idea started. You know, that's where it came from, probably. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The first Rumble winner was, uh, I believe, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Royal Rumble itself. Um, and then it was Big John Stud, and then Hulk Hogan won it twice, uh, back to back, I believe. And I think that brings us up into Ric Flair winning the title at the Rumble. Let's see, that'd been a, I think Flair won the belt in '92. So yeah, that would be that would be about right. Um, and then a couple others have won. Of the Rumble back to back, or at least won two Rumbles. Uh, I think Shawn Michaels won two. I think Stone Cold won two. I think Randy Orton's won two. Uh, Edge, I believe, has won two. Uh, I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, so I might be missing some. Uh, but, like, you really look at it, and not a lot of people have won the Royal Rumble. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you do HBK, Austin, Edge, Triple H, Orton, uh, all winning two, that's a huge chunk of years. Like, you already have a decade worth of Rumble winnings uh, just from those five guys. So, that's, you know, and then, like, you had the one-offs for their time period. Like, Chris Benoit, I believe, won the Royal Rumble. Um, you, you have people like that when when they're over and popular at the time. Um, Batista might have won too as well. Remember that year he got booed out. Um, 
so it's it's interesting. I really miss the days when guys who weren't in the main event scene won, like you know Hacksaw and Big John Stud. When these guys won, and it was like unpredictable. I don't know what happened there. Like I get it. Like your WrestleMania, you want to draw, but at the same time. I feel like there's uh, an element of predictability that everybody knows what's going to happen. Like this Royal Rumble, everybody kind of feels like Cody Rhodes is going to win, and that's been that's been for a long time coming. Now that's 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 been since Cody got to WWE back again. Um, everybody knows Cody's going to win the Rumble, and maybe he won't, but chances are. It's going to be Cody Rhodes. So that kind of, uh, you know, what are we setting ourselves up for as fans? And what are, are, are like, was Triple H setting things up as the booker? Like he said, this isn't easy. <laughs> I would kind of disagree. But just goes back to to wrestling in general I think like the match dynamics like WWE has gotten away from reading the crowd it's so scripted they just do what's been written down you know there's no reading the crowd to see how the crowd is responding to the match and then adjusting from there like if you look Hogan Rock Wrestlemania all these years ago uh, I think it was Wrestlemania 18 um and they went out there, and Hogan was heel, Rock was babyface. <clears throat> the crowd wasn't having it, and the crowd got behind Hogan, and they had already agreed, "Hey, we're going to we're going to play this one straight down to the fans. However, they respond is how we're going to respond," and that's what they did. And of course, Vince was apparently pissed off in the back, but uh, Rock played the heel, and Hogan played the babyface, and they made a, a great match. But they listened to the fans, and I think WWE has gotten away from that, really. They don't listen to the fans at all when it comes to matches. Um, very few times. The only really, really time I can remember them listening to the fan base is uh, during the whole Daniel Bryan storyline, where they weren't really listening, and the fans just become extra vocal and took over the shows to the point where they were ruining storylines. You know, they whether it was Batista or Roman Reigns or whatever. So they had to start playing into the whole conspiracy against Daniel Bryan thing. Um, and that, that worked somewhat sometimes. Um, I think I think they handled that bad in it of itself. But, <clears throat> man, if, you're, if you were booking the Royal Rumble and you didn't call an audible that night, that was a huge mistake. Um, so... I don't think they listen to the fans. And what are the fans screaming right now? Like, it doesn't take a genius to see what the most over storyline and the most over person <clears throat> in WWE right now is. And, and that's Sami Zayn. Like, everybody, everybody knows this. The entire wrestling universe knows this. Sami Zayn is the most over guy in WWE. That's 
Like, I don't even watch WWE, but I will tune in for Sami Zayn right now. Like, I'll read, I read, like, up on results and all these other things, and I catch the tidbits and little stuff going on. But I, I tell you, the only thing that interests me right now is the Sami Zayn Bloodline storyline. And uh, I've been quite vocal about this. If you listen to other all, all of our other podcasts and whatnot, they're starting to get to a point now where it's going to pay off. Like they're 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 getting things heated up again as far as keeping Roman heel. Like Sammy Jay are tweeners right now. What is a tweener? Tweener is somebody that's either babyface or heel that's turning babyface or heel. Uh, and that's when you have a tweener. Tweener's not an alignment. Tweener's not, you know, you can't just staple it on somebody. And this, I'll have him as a tweener. That's not a thing. You know, when a sidetrack into this. But a tweener is like Sami Zayn, Jey Uso. They're heels, but they're getting that love from the fans. They're, they're getting sympathy from the fans. They're starting to show babyface qualities. Point in case, Jay Uso coming to Sammy's aid against his own brother, stopping Solo from just wrecking balling Sammy Zayn. Jay Uso on the mic, you know, talking about Sammy sticking his neck out for him, Sammy saving him. Who does that? Family. You know, that's something we can all relate to. These are babyface qualities that a heel is showing. And therefore, he is a tweener. He's turning babyface. He's between face and heel right now. Even though you lean one way or the other. So, uh, yeah. Like, if it's not Sami Zayn winning the Rumble or Jey Uso winning the Rumble, then... I don't know why we're even doing this. Now, granted, you could have Cody come in and I guess Cody wins. You could keep building the Bloodline storyline through the Rumble. Uh, But, man, I don't know. I don't know what you do with this. If, If Jay doesn't win, or Sammy, sorry... I think Jay could win and the fans would be okay. Especially if you say uh, Sammy sacrifices himself so Jay can win. You know, if if Sammy uh, takes out the other guy and Jay wins. Oh, now we've got some fireworks going. Because everybody's going to feel real sympathetic still for Sammy. Like Sammy's loyalty has come in to play. Not only is Sammy loyal to the family and Jey Uso, but now he's kind of taken himself out of that title picture. He has made the ultimate sacrifice to the bloodline. So now all the heat goes on Jay. Sammy's still in that predicament that he's been in, trying to keep the peace within the family. Man, if they did that, still opens up a lot of ways the story could go. Sammy could be the special guest referee. Who knows? And then Elimination Chamber. You could have Cody win the spot to face Roman. I I don't know where it's going to come into play also at 
this Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns match. Maybe, maybe Kevin Owens wins. Has anybody thought about that? Maybe Kevin Owens wins and we get Cody and Kevin at WrestleMania. Maybe Kevin Owens wins and we get Owens Austin again at WrestleMania. Maybe we get Sammy versus Owens at WrestleMania. I don't know. I mean, there's some possibilities there that I think it's just taking for granted that Roman's going to keep the belt. Maybe he doesn't. They've been looking for ways to get, get the title off of him. You know, so you definitely could do that. You know, if, if Sammy accidentally costs Roman the belt at the Royal Rumble, furthers the storyline. Now you've got you've got some titles separated. So I don't, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of possibilities they could go with. The problem is all bets are on Cody winning. And maybe they'll swerve us. But it, it seems like they're locked in. Supposedly they're locked into what they're doing at WrestleMania. Supposedly they've known that The Rock is not going to be at WrestleMania for for several months now. That's what the dirt sheets are saying. I don't know. The Rock's saying he isn't ring ready right now. But you know, these guys lie all the time to keep things hidden. So I don't know if I really trust what any of them are saying uh, behind closed doors right now. I digress. Royal Rumble. It's it's going to be. I don't know. I I. I'm hoping we get a really good Rumble, and and we should. I mean, people have got to step up. Orton's not not there. Like AJ's not there. Two big names that you know would would make it pretty long, and and possibly make it to the final four. Uh, I believe Matt Riddle's still out, suspended. Um, they were pushing him really well for a while. So you got to wonder, like, who who's going to be your final four? You know, we're reaching a period where they have no excuses than pushing some new talent, like pushing some new guys. You would think, anyway... I expect, I expect Bronson Reed to have a good showing at the Rumble. You know, he's the newest, biggest guy they've brought back. So this could be a really standout moment for Bronson Reed. Even like he, he, I get you're not going to have him win it probably, but you have him come in there and just light a fire with the big dude tossing people out. Have Bronson Reed come in at number one. And just start tossing people out. I'm not saying like a repeat with Brock Lesnar that year, but you know Bronson Reed tossing people out, tossing people out, tossing people. Have him in there for a good while, clearing the ring. Even if you let it build up a little bit, and then he gets a spark and just toss, toss, toss. I think that would be a good thing. I think Solo should have a good uh, showing at the Rumble. 
You know, there's a lot of guys you can make at the Royal Rumble. Um, and you don't even, they don't even have to win it. They don't even have to be at the end, honestly. Although I'd probably have Solo close to the final four. But I mean, you could have, I think, you could have a good heel do like the Kurt Henning stuff. Like anybody that's watched Rumbles, one of the standout stars has always been Kurt Henning. And he was never. He was never the guy that wins it, you understand. But his work stood out more than probably everybody else, including the winner. Go back and watch some old Rumbles, and man, like, the things he would do stood out. Him hiding on the outside of the ring stood out. Like, I want to see somebody doing things like this. We need some cowardly, manipulative heels uh, really showcasing their best stuff at the Rumble. Who would that be? I have no idea because you don't really have any of the any top heels anymore. Um, it's it's so difficult the way they just casually book things now. Um, yeah, I would I would suspect that we get some. Some good things. And I'm going to say like my final four. Probably Seth Rollins is going to be in the final four. I don't think he needs to be. Honestly. Because I think he's he's more over than most of the roster. 99% of the roster. So I feel like Seth Rollins. You could. You can come and go there. Honestly. If Cody's not winning the Rumble. I would have Seth and Cody take each other out. That way it's a little more fair. Um, I think if you're pushing somebody, like Solo has to come in toward the end. Not come in toward the end, but he has to be there toward the end. Um, even if he's not in your final four, I would say he, has, he needs to be in your, your final eight at least. Um, I think you got to have Sammy out there. And Jay, I think they've got to be in the final four. <sighs> who else? You know, I mean, it really boils down to who who you're going to push, who's going to be in a big standing. And I, I think if you don't make almost into a monster in the rumble, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice as well. I mean, this dude's huge. He needs something like you don't build, you don't build a wrestler overnight and you can't just go, eh, they're not, eh, so let's just job them out. You got you to gotta build them. Like, almost as one of those guys that has to be built. Same way Braun Strowman was built, even though a lot of the times they totally screwed it up. So, I mean, there's two guys right there, Braun and almost also have to make good showings out there. A lot of big dudes. But that could be good, you know. Um. I don't know if I'd have Braun or almost in the final four, though. I think you got to consider Corbin, even though they haven't really... I don't feel like they've used him well uh, for a while. Maybe Corbin has a good showing. I'm not sure if I'd even have him in the final four, honestly. It's very difficult right now because WWE has pushed 
a certain narrative with certain guys, but they have like this glass ceiling now where they don't, nobody can be as over as Roman. So it, they haven't made any big name, you know, that even, even like their biggest stars, like nobody has been built to take the belts. Nobody has been built to be bigger than Brock or Roman. So it's difficult to even like for me to consider like who should be in the final four other than Sammy because he's so over. So gosh, you know, it's that's tough. Like you don't have I'm gonna say their final four is probably gonna be Seth, Cody, Sammy, um maybe solo. And I don't like those picks, honestly. It's not the picks that I... If I was booking it, this would not be my final four. But I'm going to say that's going to be their final four. And uh, who's going to win from there? I don't know. I think if Cody wins and Sammy doesn't, it's... I'm not saying it's going to be a riot. I'm, But I, I think there will be a certain part of the crowd that's going to be unhappy. Because you're going to get some mixed, mixed signals on that one. And that may be the last thing you really want for Cody. Because if we look back at AEW and the mixed cheers booze he was getting there, you don't want to start him off for a championship run with that same mentality again. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think you gotta you got to play it smart. You got to book it smart. And I don't... I'll be honest, I don't know if they're up to it. But we will see very shortly. That's going to do it for us today. All about the Royal Rumble. Can they pull it off? Can they Can they do a good job? Let us know what you think. Hop on the Twitter machine. Hit us up at Square Circle Journal. Or you can hit me up at the Wrestling CO2, Sam Keola. This has been Ringside Ramblings.